Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. Because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America Babylon and transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite, you are listening to Omega Man Radio Network. With Shannon Davis. Good morning, Brother Michael. How are you doing? Not too bad. How are you, Shannon? Are you okay? I'm doing good. Let me do a sound check. Can you hear me coming through your headset? Yes, perfectly well. Can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. You're coming through good. That's good. That's great. I'm I'm glad to hear from you. I've uh, missed not being on the show. And I missed you, my friend. Um, Yeah, I missed you very much. We started back uh, doing the podcast uh, just yesterday, and okay. um, I'm ready to go full force again. Um, good. I hope you've been doing good. How's your family doing? Well, not too bad. My wife's been unwell, unfortunately. Unfortunately, she damaged her shoulder. She had an accident at the gym. Oh, no. And uh, Yeah, and she, uh, she put her shoulder out, so she's not been at work for a week. And she's got it strapped up. I had to take her to the hospital on Saturday. And she's on anti-inflammatories and strong painkillers. Uh, but she's, uh, you know, she's a bit uh, immobile at the moment. She can't do a lot of things. And she can't lift her right hand above her 
uh, above her waist really it's very difficult to lift it so it looks like it's going to be a long job getting her back to full health but uh, you know God is good and uh, you know I've come under when we decided to do the show again today I've come under quite heavy demonic attack last night I was attacked by demons in my bedroom oh wow and I had to I had to stand up to them they was coming with blasphemous words against God swear words and everything else you know brother and, uh, that's good news that means yeah, we're, that good news. we're uh, giving uh, the devil a black eye well you know what amen amen We've uh, we've had some trouble here the last two days. Uh, enemies been attacking my son and his lungs. You know, going to a coughing spell, and uh, right. had to put him on two breathing treatments. So don't want to do that anymore. But that was all we could do. And uh, of course, we prayed, and uh, we need more prayer. Well, I tell you what, that tells us how to start this program off out there tonight. I'm asking everybody to come in agreement as we pray uh, for this program here, brother and sister Cummins, and also lift up my. Uh, son jeremiah out there folks and we'll be praying for you before the program's over um amen shall we start it up in prayer tonight yes please okay yes, please let me kick it Thank off you so much father yehovah in the mighty name of jesus christ of nazareth we thank you for this opportunity to do this program i don't take it lightly i thank you father god for sending us pastor michael and we thank you for this opportunity to do these broadcasts and people can be part of it worldwide. We thank you in Jesus' name. We plead the blood of Jesus today over the program, over everyone tuning in, over Brother Michael, Sister Cummins, over my family also, over the families of those tuning in. We ask you, Father God, for a healing touch tonight over Sister Cummins, her shoulder, any area that is injured. We speak to it right now and we say, be healed and made whole speedily. In Jesus Christ's name, Father God, touch her right now with your ministering angels. Let the inflammation go down and let her have a speedy recovery in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We also lift up Brother Michael and we bind up and rebuke every spirit of backlash, retaliation, revenge, retribution, hindrance or delay that would come against him for coming on here and preaching the word, ministering and deliverance in Jesus Christ's name. No weapon formed against you, Brother Michael, shall prosper. We bind every demonic force that has been sent against you to stop you, or myself, or anyone from tuning in here that should be here. In the name of Jesus, we rebuke those foul spirits. We break every curse, all witchcraft coming against you or any of us in Jesus' name. And every demonic force that showed up in the house, we rebuke it right now and command it to get out in the name of Jesus and go to where Jesus sends it. Father God, put a hedge of protection wall fire from Zechariah 2 and 5 around Brother Michael's house, my house, and the house of every listener out there, God, for our protection. Station your warrior angels. Give us great favor, God, to go far and wide with today's broadcast. Bless Jeremiah also, God. We rebuke every attack coming against his lungs. Brother Michael, could yes, you pray for Jeremiah in Jesus' yes, name? Yes, please. Lord, we lift up Jeremiah, Lord, and we pray now that every respiratory 
attack on his body, any attack on his lungs, his bronchial tubes, any attack that has stopped him from breathing with normality, Lord. We rebuke those attacks now. We rebuke the spirit of infirmity. We rebuke every spirit of infection and every spirit of disease. And we ask you, Lord, breathe on him, breath of God. Breathe on him now, Lord, that his lungs will be clear. There will be no hindrance, no obstacle, no blockage or obstruction. We pray now that Jeremiah will breathe normally, Lord. And we pray this now in Jesus' name. And we pray for all Shannon's children, all Shannon's family, his wife, his children, Lord. Bless them all, we pray, Lord. Protect them all from sickness and infirmity as we ask you to protect all those listening today, Lord, all those listening, anyone who's got sickness and disease, heal them, we pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus. The book of Malachi says, unto you that fear my name shall the son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings and let Jeremiah be healed today, Lord, and let that disease go and never come again. In the name of Christ, we pray. Amen. In Jesus' name, I agree. Amen. Okay. Can I just tell you something before? Oh, we yes, start? sure. The other night when I went to bed, I went to sleep. I was quite tired and I went to bed early about eight o'clock. And I, my wife woke me up just to come up to see I, if I was all right. It was about 11.30. And as I turned on the bed, there was a man I could only say he looked like an Adonis and he was kneeling on my bed and he was muscle bound he looked like a Greek god he had blonde hair and he was bronzed all over and he had a pair of uh, uh, like shorts on and he stared at me and as I got up I looked at him and I said if you were from God then you're welcome here in this place if you're from the devil leave immediately and he went straight away wow <laughs> You know, folks, this is what the Bible says. Uh, test the spirits. Um, did Jesus Christ come in the flesh? They say, no, they're out of there. Or just like Brother Michael just said, if you're not a friend of the Lord Jesus Christ, get out of here. Otherwise, you're welcome. Amen. Amen. Brother, Amen. I'll tell you. Yeah, there we go. That's encouraging to me because I'll tell you it's something. encouraging to me. Uh, that means what you're doing, what we're doing here tonight is making a difference. Uh, when we first started Omega Man Radio, almost 13 years ago, um, I began to get similar reports of people that were coming on here and bringing the gospel. And um, we've been focused on deliverance as much as we, we could over the years. And um, I love deliverance ministry. But of course, awful gospel is great. And um, I had a number of people tell me, they said, every time we come on this program, uh, we come under attack. And I had one that almost didn't want to come on because of the attacks. And I was thinking to myself, good grief, we're just a podcast. But then I realized, no, it's much more than a podcast. We're going up against the prince and power of the air. Us and anyone else doing these programs that have access to the internet, we're going into the devil's territory and we're taking it back in Jesus' name. We're calling Two forces are colliding. Kingdom of God against the kingdom of darkness. And uh, there's a war, folks, going on out there. Enemy doesn't want you tuning into these programs. He doesn't want you to learn anything about deliverance. He doesn't want you to know how to fight back. Uh, when the time comes, enemy shows up at your door. But praise God. Uh, God has protected us, and uh, we're still here today. 
after many thought we would be long gone. In fact, I thought we may not make it several times, but praise God, we're still here. And uh, this is exciting to know because if there was no backlash at all, Brother Michael, then maybe we need to question, or you know, are we doing anything of importance? You know, the enemy doesn't bother those that are not affecting him. He'll just let you go on through life. But if you begin to preach the gospel, you get into deliverance, you begin to do the work of the Lord, you're hurting the enemy. And you know what? Deliverance was designed to do what nothing else will. It's a, it's, it, it, it carries the weapons, and it can set the captives free, and it can uh, fight back against the enemy. And so the uh, greatest thing you can do out there, folks, is learn all you can about deliverance ministry and get involved with us because the Lord Amen. needs you and his end-time army. And you've got power and authority over these demons. They don't want you to know that. Um, they don't want even you to think that they exist. But believe me, they're out there working, and they're killing, stealing, and destroying. I think the greatest ministry you can get involved in out there is uh, uh, deliverance ministry today. And so that and the winning of souls, he that wins souls is wise. Uh, so I encourage everybody, tune in every week. Uh, we're so honored to be here with Brother Michael. I want to thank um, Sister Maria from London for making this introduction for us. And Brother um, Thank you for hanging on there with me. I had to take care of a few Amen. things over the past couple of weeks, but we're ready to go again. So, Amen. Praise the Lord. With that, um, the mic is yours, my friend. You got all the time you want. Thank you so much. Well, God bless you all, and thank you for tuning in to the day. Thank you for all those in the United States. Thank you for those in America. I've been contacted by people in the U.S., been contacted by people in Australia. So I thank you in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Today, we're going to be talking about the spirits of addiction. Very important to learn how these spirits work. And first, we're going to look at a famous scripture, John 10, verse 10, that simply says, the thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and destroy. I have come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. Now, what does the devil do if he wants to kill and steal? One of the ways he can kill and, kill and steal is to get us addicted, addicted to all sorts of things. When you talk about addiction, people think you're talking about heroin or they think you're talking about alcohol. The spirit of addiction covers a broad specter of things. And the idea of it is to control and dominate you to take over your life. I have to admit that as I was a young man, I was addicted to alcohol. I was addicted to tobacco. I started smoking when I was about 12 years of age. Uh, my father used to smoke and I used to steal what we call in England the dog ends, the bits that are put in the ashtray, which he's finished smoking. I used to take them and make cigarettes of them with cigarette paper. And I used to go to a shop that was near my school where they used to sell cigarettes for one old penny and I used to, if I had two pennies, I would buy two cigarettes and I started drinking very early in life, myself and my friends and by the time I was in my early 20s, I was smoking 40 cigarettes a day and I was drinking very 
very heavily. And of course, let's have a look at alcohol. If you're addicted to alcohol, it will control your moods, control your actions. I found that in those days when I drank heavy, I used to get involved with many confrontations with people, many fights, that sort of thing. And it used to control the way I thought. I used to wake up in the morning, my throat was dry, my mouth was dry. When it got really heavily onto me, I used to wake up shaking in the morning. My hands used to shake. And when I smoked cigarettes, the first thing I did in the morning when I got up was light a cigarette. The last thing I did of a night was to have a cigarette. And it completely controlled me and dominated me. You see, how do you know if you're addicted? Well, when you're addicted, you think of your addiction all the time. Now, naturally, if you're thinking of that addiction and that addiction is controlling you, and let's be honest, when you're addicted to something, you spend your money on it. You spend, spend more than you should do. You forget about the rent, you forget about the electricity or the gas bills and you buy what you need to take away that compulsion from you because when you don't have when you're what you're addicted to you're compelled to think about it all the time it controls you now let's have a look at first corinthians 6 verse 12 hallelujah let's have a look at that and see what the word says you know there's great words in the bible which cover the subject of addiction and let's have a look at it now first corinthians 6 12 Hallelujah. This says, all things are lawful to me. This is the Apostle Paul. All things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will be not brought under the power of any. That's addiction, being brought under the power of of something you're addicted to. That's what Satan requires. Also, when you're addicted, you don't think of God. You think of your addiction. You know, you think that your addiction is the most important thing in your life. If you're an alcoholic, of course, you need a drink. If you're addicted to tobacco, then you need a cigarette. Sadly, if you're addicted to drugs, then you need a fix, whether it be tablets whether it be injections, whatever it is, whether it be a reefer or marijuana cigarettes, whatever it is, you're addicted to it. And once you're addicted to something, your relationship with God diminishes. You know, Satan is quite happy for people to be addicted. I don't know what it's like in the countries you live in, but I know what it's like where I live just outside London. Sometimes you can walk down the street in certain parts of the town I live in and you can smell marijuana wafting out of the houses especially in the summer months when the windows are open that's how much it is smoked and of course people say ah, it's no harm to you it's no harm to you that's a lie that's a lie from the pit of hell anything you're addicted to is harmful to you let's look at the health problems if you smoke cigarettes and you smoke too many cigarettes you're gonna have bronchitis you're gonna have chest infections you're gonna have lung diseases and please god you can may even get 
lung cancer. If you're addicted to alcohol, you damage your liver. Uh, there was one time that my liver was enlarged. It was twice the size that it should have been. And I had to go under medication to bring the size of the liver down. So drinking can cause all sorts of problems. Hallelujah. You'll find, you'll find when you drink heavily, food is not as important. As, as drinking you may eat just to take away any pangs of hunger but drinking is the most important thing and naturally drugs can cause terrible terrible problems to your life and uh, all your organs can be affected by the toxins and the poisons of cocaine and heroin that's what satan wants that's his aim that's what he sends to us to kill us and destroy us hallelujah in the name of jesus we pray we will not have it we will stand against it we will fight i say today somebody listening today on this podcast somebody listening who's addicted to anything at all it doesn't necessarily have to be substances you can be addicted to sport you can be addicted to television you can be addicted to the gym you can be addicted to pornography all of these things somebody will be set free today i've got a special part of this program to deal today to deal with the addictions of pornography but let's have a look at second corinthians 10 verses three to five powerful paul sets forth his authority over things it says here for though we walk in the flesh we do not war after the flesh for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through god to the pulling down of strongholds casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Hallelujah. See, our weapons are, are, are not carnal. Our weapons are strong. Our weapons are mighty. And we have to come against these addictions now. Because the thing is, once you're addicted to something, you will get pangs all the time. You will be told, even if you don't need it, you'll be told you have to have a fix, you have to have a cigarette, you have to have a drink. That is the imagination of the thing. These are the words that Satan and his demons are sending to you. You need a drink. You need a cigarette. You need to watch a blue film. You need you need to make love. You need to watch TV. You need to watch films. And this is how it works. Hallelujah. But we cast down those imaginations. We stand against them. And we this is exalting itself against the knowledge of God. It's interfering in your relationship with God. That's why we have to stand against it. We stand against these things now. We've got to fight them. Yes, you can go to a hypnotist, but we wouldn't recommend that because I believe hypnotism is demonic and these things come from the dark side. We can go to uh, go and see people who will help us 
you know, people who will counsel us. But what we need is the power of God. We need that fellowship with God. We need God to say to us, you don't need this, you need me. You don't need that cigarette, you need Jesus Christ. So let's have a look at first, let's have a look at, uh, there we go, First uh, John 1, 3. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you that you may also have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and his Son, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That's John 1, verses 3. And in the name of Jesus, we have fellowship with Jesus Christ, with God the Father. That's all our fellowship should be. So the first thing you have to do if you're addicted today is realign yourself with the will of God through the word of God. Speak to God today. I'll read that again. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that you also may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the father and with his son jesus christ start having fellowship with the father and jesus christ hallelujah now this is the thing about addiction all addiction no matter what it is is idolatry whether it's tobacco drugs alcohol food pornography the internet, yes, even the internet. And we're speaking on the internet now. But it can become an addictive thing that we can't put the internet down. Some people have got Facebook friends on the internet and they spend all day talking to those people, spending all day texting, spending all day doing messages. Sometimes it can get out of hand. You know, I prefer... Me personally, I use the internet, but I use it as little as I could. I love being on this program. I love being on other programs if I'm invited. And I think the internet is a wonderful thing because we can spread the gospel over the internet. But when we're just on the internet for the sake of being on the internet, that can be dangerous. Even sport, and I love football very much. I like cricket. I know in the United States, cricket doesn't mean a lot to you, but it's something I love. I used to watch all sport. I always remember, this is a funny story. When uh, Cassius Clay, as he was then, before he was Muhammad Ali, uh, the second fight he had was Sonny Liston. I believe it was 1964. I think it was 1964. And the famous fight he had... Uh, when he had uh, won the title and he was defending it for the first time. I remember we lived in the house and it came on what they called Telstar. Telstar was one of the first satellites. And I remember it was on about three o'clock in the morning and my father woke me out of the bed and he said, come down, the fight's about to start because we were both boxing fans. And we went down and I remember we had, in the house we lived in then, we had an outside toilet. It was the end of the garden. And uh, I said, I must go to the toilet. And I remember walking down the garden and it was in the middle of the night. So I took a torch with me so I could see where I could go. And I come back, back in after going to the toilet and the fight was over. Uh, Cassius Clay knocked out Sonny Liston in one round and I missed it. And uh, I used to be addicted to all sport, used to watch 
all sorts of things. Well, I go to football. I have a local team in London called Crystal Palace, and I go and see them with my wife. We're both season ticket holders. But apart from that, I don't really have anything to do with sport anymore. I'm not addicted to it. And I realized that that had become a stronghold. And all strongholds impede your relationship with God. It's important that we understand the schemes and the tricks of the enemy. We need to understand it because Satan will use these things and they seem very harmless and it almost seems healthy that you're watching sport all the time. What could be wrong with watching sport? Let's have a look at 2 Corinthians 2 verse 11. It says, Let Satan should get an advantage of us, but we are not ignorant of his devices. We shouldn't be ignorant of his devices because his devices are dangerous. Hallelujah. And through addiction, he wants our lives to be out of focus with God. All the time we're thinking of the next cigarette, the next fix, the next palm film, even cream cake or a chocolate bar. We will not bother with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, these things are spoken about very early in the Bible. You, know, you may not think, well, where are these things spoken about in the Bible? Let's look to Exodus 20, verses 4 to 6. It says, Thou shall not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. For thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord, thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. All addiction is idolatry, and we're bowing down to these things that we're addicted to. And the real danger is that if we turn our backs on God and we spend our times fulfilling the needs of our addiction, God is an angry God, and he will visit us and punish us with a generational curse. That's how dangerous addiction is. Hallelujah. Those who put a cigarette or a marijuana joint or a drink before God are committing idolatry. They're, I, they're, they're showing idolatry. They're rejecting God and they're rejecting his word. This is the danger of these things. Let's have a look at Colossians 3. Verse 5, hallelujah. If you're addicted in anything today, I urge you, and if you go to a church, especially if you have a church with a deliverance ministry, don't hide it, because that's the other thing we do with addictions. If we're Christians, we go to church, and many of us pretend there's nothing wrong, and we just continue. We need help if we're addicted. We need help, and deliverance is the only way. I pray for many people who are addicted. 
Hallelujah. I pray for them all the time. Addicted to all sorts of things. Some of them are addicted to things you wouldn't even worry about. Some of them are addicted to, you know, I know a man who was addicted to car mechanics. All he wanted to do was fix cars. Cars were the most important thing in his life and how they worked. He watched videos of car mechanics, how to maintain cars all the time. He was thoroughly addicted to it. He thought about nothing else. Right, Colossians 3, verse 5 says, Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanliness, inordinate affection, evil conspicuance and covetousness, which is idolatry. All these things are idolatry. Fornication is idolatry. It's amazing that these things are all idolatry. The devil will tell you when he speaks to you in your mind, which he does do, he will tell you that this is pleasure. Sometimes he will even tell you these things are a gift from God. Ephesians 5, verse 5, it says, For this ye know, that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man, who is an idolater, have any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Hallelujah. You see, when we're addicted and we do nothing about these addictions and we go on, that when we're addicted, we can't be set free. We need God to set us free. We need deliverance. We're not going to get free of our own accord. It's just not going to happen. We're in trouble, and it will get worse and worse and worse for us. That's why we need help. All those out there listening, if you've got any addiction at all, if you've got any idolatry in your life that you find it, so difficult to break. You've got these compulsions. You must do these things. You can contact me. I'll give you my number at the end of the show. If you want to ring me, ring me. Uh, I'll be happy to set free and break these things. Another thing people get addicted to is the occult. People get addicted to playing with tarot cards, playing with Ouija boards, going to seances, Watching these lines, these horoscope lines on the internet going on there, watching all programs about the occult, addicted to horror films, that is so dangerous because it opens the door to demonic possession. So these things need to be broken today. Don't wait a day longer. Today is the day for your deliverance and your freedom. Now, there's other things that are idolatrous, and this is going to shock you. Let's turn to Ezekiel 8, verse 5, and see what it says. Then said he unto me, Son of man, lift up thine eyes now, the way towards the north. So I lifted up mine eyes, the way towards the north. And behold, northward, at the gate of the altar, this image of jealousy in the entry. Jealousy is idolatry. If anyone has got, is doing better than you, has got more than you, let it go. Don't worry about it. Don't be jealous of anyone. You know, people in life, life can seem very unfair. You can work hard and you haven't got much to show out of life. 
other people it appears that they do very little and they're very successful well don't be jealous of them jealousy is a rotten thing and when you're jealous jealousy brings other evils to you hallelujah jealousy can make you angry bitter unforgiving let's have a look at first corinthians 10 verse 19 and 20 hallelujah it says what say i then that the idol was anything of that which is offered in sacrifice to idols is anything but i say that the things which the gentiles sacrifice they sacrifice to devils and not to god and i would not that ye should have fellowship with devils when you're addicted to something believe it or not you have fellowships with devils hallelujah when you put on some nice soothing music and you think i'm going to relax and you light up a marijuana what we call in england a marijuana spliff i don't know if they call that in the states or anywhere else they may call it a roach but you're listening to this music and you're smoking that roach and you think that's relaxing what you're doing you're saying to demons come come you're welcome come and spend some time with me hallelujah and these things depending on the lyrics of the music can lead you to be sexually aroused so your mind goes on to other things it's dangerous addiction is dangerous hallelujah psalm 115 verses 5 to 7 hallelujah speaking about idolatry and idols and this is what idols are they have mouths but they speak not eyes have they but they see not they have ears but they hear not noses have they but they smell not they have hands but they handle not feet have they but they walk not neither speak they through their throat hallelujah idols they're not real things they're the things that satan has put in our life to become pitfalls in our life hallelujah let's have a look at the book of proverbs another scripture proverbs 18 verse 1 it says this through desire a man hath separated himself seeking and into medleth with all wisdom hallelujah so the best wisdom the best knowledge comes from god the fear of the lord is the beginning of all knowledge but when we get involved in other things that we become addicted to we come under that knowledge of what we're addicted to and our lives then become so solid and destroyed if you could imagine a health service of a nation that if they didn't have to spend this money on drug addiction or alcohol addiction or tobacco, how much money would be available for other diseases that they need to spend? So you see, addiction uh, takes a toll on society, not only on the individual. I, I met a Church of England vicar many, many years ago. I went to his church 
uh, for a while, many years ago. And when I got speaking to this man, he had been married before and he had been an alcoholic. And he said things got so mad that he didn't pay his mortgage. He didn't pay any of his bills. He was spending all the money on alcohol. And his wife and his children were chucked out on the street because they lost their home. And his marriage ended. His wife went off and took her children with him. And he ended up in prison and because he started stealing to feed his alcohol addiction. And when he was in prison one night, he was on his bunk in the prison and Jesus visited him in his prison cell. And Jesus healed him immediately from alcohol. And he went out and he used to tell his story everywhere he went. And eventually he became, he joined the Anglican church and he became an Anglican vicar. Hallelujah. That's another thing we can say about addictions. Addictions, when they take control, make the individual isolated. He's on his own. He comes away. If he's in the church and he's in the prayer group, he's in an intercessory group, he's in the choir, he will move away from it. He will become isolated. And the devil will visit him with shame and condemnation. Now, we know in the book of Romans, it says there is therefore no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. But he will draw away, draw away. He will become maybe sly and deceitful uh, with regard in his habits and addictions. And, you know, everyone who's addicted with something is going to give it up. Remember New Year resolutions. What are you going to do in the New Year coming? I'm going to give up smoking. You know, a couple of weeks into the New Year, you're still smoking. Maybe you've given it up for a day or two. You know, we're in the Lenten period now. And some people find it difficult to give anything up for Lent. Me personally, I've given up all sweet things, all chocolates, all sweets, all cakes, all biscuits, milkshakes, ice cream. I've given it all up for Lent. And I feel better for doing so. You see, when you take that decision, I'm not going to do this anymore. You don't take that decision on your own. You dedicate that decision to God. When I stopped smoking years ago, I always remember one time I'd been out and I remember going to see my local doctor. And when I went in his surgery, he told me that my clothes stunk of tobacco well I always used to wear good suits and I used to look very cool and always used to dress well and he told me that my clothes smelt of tobacco I went home and I read the bible and I did a bit of study and I was still smoking cigarettes then when I first became a Christian and I picked up this packet of cigarettes there was about 17 left in a packet of 20 I lifted it in the air, the cigarettes in my hand, and I dedicated myself to God. And I said, God, I will never smoke a cigarette again. I will never break this vow I've made to you now. And I crunched the packet of cigarettes up in my hand. And all the bits of cigarette fell on the floor. And I threw it in the bin. And I never smoked again. When I gave up alcohol, I came back from France. I'd been working in France. I was a plumber by trade. And I came back after being there for a number of months. And all I did was drink every night. Used to go to clubs, discos, just get drunk every night. 
And I remember shaking uncontrollably when I got home and I was sweating profusely. And I went to the doctors and he took a blood test and he told me he thought I was an alcoholic. And I went home and I drank water. I drank milk. I drank orange juice. I drank all the time. I drank tea and coffee and I never touched alcohol. And I shook. I had the bends. I had the, I was seeing visions. I was seeing all things happening, but it broke. I dedicated myself to God. And God set me through. Genesis 28, verse 15. Hallelujah. And behold, I am with thee, and I will keep thee in all places whither thou goest, and I will bring thee again into this land, and I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. Pray to the Lord. I can't do this on my own, Lord. I can't do it. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. We need God. We must read the word of God. Put on the armor of God. Read the word of God, which is the sword of the spirit. We need the word of God. It will break the power of the devil. Hallelujah. We need it now. Nothing can be hidden to God, remember. We cannot hide our addictions from the Lord. So we best confess them to the Lord. Confession is a wonderful thing. I've spent a large proportion of my life confessing all the evil I did as a young man. I didn't think I was evil at the time. I, I thought I was a kind man, a decent man, but I did many things that were against the will of God. And I had to confess them in the name of Jesus. Let's have a look at the book of Hebrews 4. Verses 12 and 13. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of joints and of marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and opened unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Hallelujah. We can't hide our addictions from God. We can't pray to God when we're addicted, believing everything is all right and there's no harm. Look, we're in trouble. We need the Lord. He sees everything. He sees what we're doing. We can't hide anything. This is the real addiction of pornography you can shut yourself in a room with your laptop or with a movie camera and you can watch blue films and you think your wife or your husband women watch pornography as well as men do you can think your wife and your husband knows nothing about it but god sees all things god sees all things and the sooner you confess of this sin the sooner you're on the road to recovery. The Holy Spirit will guide you in spirit and truth. Hallelujah. Let's have a look at John 16, verse 13. I have to back up what I say with the word of God. So it's credible. John 16, verse 13. Howbeit when he, the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you in all truth. 
For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever we shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Hallelujah. You need to know where you stand with the Lord. You need to know. Look, I've been a pastor for many years, and I've been a deliverance minister for many years. But if anyone wants to come and give me a word, I want to listen. I want to hear. I want to hear what people Oh, I want to hear what God thinks of me. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit will help us put to death the sins of the body. We need to put to death these sins. He will lead us to the perfect will of God through the word of God. Romans 8 verse 13. It says, for if ye live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you live through the spirit, do mortify the deeds of the body. Ye shall live. You need to mortify the deeds of the body. Hallelujah. We must have an active relationship with other Christians, the church, and be covered by prayers of deliverance. But only with people we trust, and of course, people that are really going to love us and help us. Vows must be made. I've told you how I stopped smoking. Many people have made vows to the Lord and have been delivered from all addictions. The real aim of Satan is to destroy us any way we can. Now, if uh, Shannon will give me enough time, I want to talk. What I've got to talk about is pornography. Absolutely. It, You've got all the time you like, my friend. Take it away. Thank you. Thank you, my brother. Bless you. Pornography. Addiction to pornography is something which is dangerous to both men and women. It is dangerous to marriage. The dangers to healthy sexual relationships that have been ordained by God. The man and woman in the marriage. The damage to young men, women and children if they are exposed to pornography. Pornography is a graven image. An image that invokes sexual fantasy. Pornography is very, very dangerous. Now, most men, I don't know about most women, but I know most women, men at some time in their life, whether it's been as adolescent school schoolboys or young adults, have been exposed to pornography. Let's have a look at Ezekiel 8, verse 12. Then said he unto me, Son of man, hast thou seen what the ancients of the house of Israel do in the dark? Every man in the chambers of his imagery, for they say, The Lord seeth us not. The Lord hath forsaken the earth. Big lie. When you're watching pornography, pornography is idolatry. An image of sexual fantasy, so dangerous. If a man is not delivered from it, he has damage to his marriage, causing disastrous effects on his relationship with a wife. If a man's wife watches pornography, it causes equally that disastrous effect on his marriage, perceiving that a husband is lacking sexual prowess. It can cause a problem. Another thing that pornography does is it causes 
a man to act differently towards his wife. That nature of holiness within the marriage bed is removed and lust and perversion take its place. Watching pornography isolates a man and may lead him to masturbate, may lead him to behave in a way which is unbecoming to a man. He spills his seed, which we know is something that shouldn't be done anyway. And God killed someone in the Old Testament, I think his name was Oni, who spilt his seed. Pornography is so dangerous, it is unbelievable. Pornography, if you have a look at pornography, what is pornography? When a man looks at an image of a naked woman, he's actually committing adultery with her. The Bible says that if we look at a woman lustfully, we've already committed adultery with them. When a man is addicted to pornography and he's looking at different films, different videos every night, or a woman, I agree that women are equally involved in this. And pornography is a terrible thing in the church. I've read many reports that many uh, churches, born-again believers, many, even pastors, have become addicted to pornography and they've needed deliverance. But when you look at pornography, you look at all these images, you're committing adultery with those people you're seeing in those images. It's so dangerous, it's unbelievable. That's why I want to talk about pornography. And I want to give you some scriptures I think that can, you, you can use against your addiction to pornography. Let's have a look at Matthew 5, verses 27 and 28. You have heard that it was said by them of old time, thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. Isn't that dangerous? Adultery. If you say to most people, you're committing adultery, he might say, I've never slept with another woman. I've always been faithful to my wife. But if he's looking at pornography, he is committing adultery. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 18. It says, flee fornication. Every man doeth is without the body. But he that committeth fornication himself is against his own body. We've got to flee fornication. Flee it. Keep away from it. These things are dangerous. We're really destroying our bodies. Masturbation is a terrible thing. Now, there are people out there that say that masturbation is good for you. And they said that all sexual perverts, people who commit sexual crimes, if society recognized masturbation was a way of taking away those sexual urges, there'd be less sex crimes. I don't believe that at all. I believe that's absolute nonsense in the name of Jesus. Absolute nonsense. Hallelujah. In the name of Christ our Savior, we pray. Let's have a look at Hebrews. Hebrews 13, verse 4. It says, Marriage is honorable in all, and the bed undefiled, but whoremongers and adulterers 
shall be judged. Now, look, you say, well, I've never gone with another woman. And if I watch pornography, it's only for my relaxation. The marriage bed must be honourable. If you're watching pornography, and after you've watched pornography, you get back into bed with your wife, you are committing adultery. You've just took part in watching uh, people make love and watching naked men and naked women. You are committing adultery. And you shall be judged. Hallelujah. The sexually immoral have no future. They have no future. They may think, well, I'm not doing anything wrong, but I tell you, they have no future because the sexually immoral will be judged. I had to learn all this when I was a young man the hard way. I had to learn it the hard way. All these things were dangerous in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Let's get on with the scriptures. 1 Corinthians 6, verses 9 and 10. Listen to this, what it says. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor the infeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind. Hallelujah. You can guess what I'm talking about when I say things like infeminate nor abusers of themselves with mankind. All these things are dangerous. The sexual liberation. I was a child of the 60s, and I loved the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, all the music. You know, I loved watching Woodstock and all these things that happened in the 60s. But we realized that the 60s and the sexual revolution that came from the 60s, we realized how dangerous it is today in the days we live in. Something else I want you to think about pornography. You could be looking at images of young women when they're in their 20s and 30s who are now in their 70s and 80s. Some of these films are 50, 60 years age. Some of these women might even be dead. We know that organized crime was uh, behind pornography. People like the Cosa Nostra and the Mafia were behind pornography. And crime gangs now, even pornography now, can lead to other things, can lead to paedophilia. When you're watching the internet and you're watching these things, you're in great danger. Great danger. People are watching you and people are watching what you're watching. And the next thing you know, you turn the page and you have a pornographic image of a child. And now you're really in trouble. Stop it now. Anyone listening who believes that pornography is not dangerous, stop it now. We've got to confess our sins to the Lord now. Two scriptures left. First John 1 verse 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We need to repent our sins. We'll pray in a bit. And now the final scripture, which is probably the most terrifying scripture I will read to you. Let's go to the book of Revelation because the book of Revelation will tell us. Let's go to Revelation 21, verse 8. But the fearful 
the unbelieving, the abominable, murderers, whoremongers, all sorcerers and idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Amen. So these are the dangers of addiction. I'm going to pray for you now, if you will allow me. Lord God, I pray for everyone listening to this podcast who has a problem with addictive substances. Lord, when we pray to you, we believe that we have hope. And we pray, Lord, that you will hear their prayers. I ask you all listening now to get on your knees, to close your eyes, to put your hands together, wherever you are, all those who are addicted. And say this after me, Lord God, I am addicted. I am a sinner and I need your help. I can't do this alone. Lord, I cast down every imagination and I tear down every stronghold now and I break the power of addiction over my life. Whatever I'm addicted to, Lord, I pray you will hear my prayer today and you will set me free from the chains that hold me bound. Lord, I pray that you will cast Satan away from me and every demon and evil spirit which is bringing me these compulsions and these urges be rebuked now by the blood of Jesus, by the name of Jesus and by the authority of the word of God. I promise, Lord, that I will not watch pornography again. I will not smoke cigarettes again. I will not take drugs again. I will not drink again. I will not be addicted to the internet again. I will not be addicted to fast food, to sweets, to chocolate. I will not be addicted to all of those things. And I do apologize, Lord, for all the time I was addicted. I didn't care about you or take time to pray to you but today I pray to you Lord and I ask you that you forgive me my sins and you wash me and cleanse me with the precious blood of the lamb and deliver me from all addictions and heal my body Lord of all the things addictions have done for me make me well heal me now For I glorify your name in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And remember, if anyone wants personal help, you can always contact me. Thank you for listening. Powerful teaching today. Powerful. Um, You are a gift to the body of Christ, my friend. And no wonder the enemy did not want this program to take place today. Because this information can set people free. uh, In Jesus' name. Brother Michael, I want you to tell people about the ministry there in England and if they're there, how they can come out and meet you in fellowship and how they can support your ministry. Do you have PayPal, for example? I do. Amen. Well, just to let you know, I'm the pastor of Kilburn Christian Fellowship and that's in Aldershot Road, which is a place called Kilburn, which is London, Northwest 6. Uh, I have a telephone number, 07469 two three 
5351. You can always contact me. Happy to pray for you. I had a lady ring me recently. I've been praying uh, some time with her in Australia, and we've been praying to set her free from the powers of witchcraft and the powers of black magic, and we're making great progress with her. I'm here to help you. That is why God has called me. Uh, I also have a PayPal account. Uh, my email account is called Frame, F-R-A-M-E, Cummins, C-U-M-M-I-N-S, or one word, Frame Cummins, 123 at AOL.com. The church I run, though I'm a Pentecostal pastor, much of it is upon uh, deliverance. Much of the teaching we do is to set the captives free. Uh, first of all, I'd like to thank Shannon for allowing me to come on Amiga Man Radio. I've been on many uh, stations. I was a presenter on Revelation TV in England for five years, uh, doing a program called Voice in the Wilderness. Some of you may have seen me. Uh, used to come on from 12 midnight to 2 in the morning, and we used to have a lot of addicted people ring up people who was addicted to drugs and alcohol and uh, but I believe what I'm doing on Amiga Man Radio surpasses that and I'm very grateful for Shannon for allowing me to come on and preach these things to you next week I'll be preaching about the Jezebel spirit so many people always ask me tell us about the Jezebel spirit I'll be preaching about it next week oh that's going to be a good one just like tonight, folks, you don't want to miss it. And I'll be getting this up shortly. If you're coming in late, you want to get this program, and please share it with everyone you can. During the program, I was contacted by um, a person on Facebook, and he wants uh, deliverance. I'll be connecting you. He, he said he's in the U.K. I said, where are you at? He said, I'm at uh, Stoke-on-Trent in Staffordshire. And uh, he and his uh, mother... Um, live in that area they came over from India do you know where Stoke is Stoke on Trent yeah, yes I, I have preached there before now it's uh, it's about 200 miles from okay. where I live I told him to send us his phone number and Skype and uh, I'm going to connect you all and um, I praise the Lord for this opportunity if you need deliverance out there uh, get in contact with us and we'll set it up and um Brother, I want to thank you for coming on today. Again, I encourage everybody to support the ministry of Pastor Michael Cummins. And we're certainly looking forward to next week. Brother Michael, great teaching tonight. What would you like to title this for the archive tonight? Overcoming Addiction. I love it. This is great. And brother, um, for those that are joining us a little bit late, of course, we want them to go back and hear the whole thing. Tell them again what you just experienced in the last uh, couple days. Uh, because people well, need to understand backlash is real. Yeah, well, backlash is real. Uh, you know, for, for many months now, I've been praying and I've been reading the Bible and Satan has been tried to inter interrupt me. He sends swear words against God. And uh, this is how I deal with him. I say, Satan, these words you've attacked me with, they all come from you. You invented them. They're your words. So I take them and I hurl them back at you now and they cover you. They cover you with shame if you have any, which I doubt very much. You be covered with shame. And you see Satan is sending these swear words because I'm hearing them. He is then saying, you have blessed.
blasphemed against God. There's no way you can get in the kingdom of God. This is the tricks, the plots, the plans and the desires of the evil one. I've fought demons on many occasions. I've fought, I've physically fought demons. I've physically boxed a demon once wow. in a house I used to live in. Uh, I used to be an amateur boxer. I wasn't a bad amateur boxer. And uh, I remember this demon, and he was green like a goblin, small green demon. And I remember he, he stood up against me, and I danced around him, and I was doing the alley shuffle and everything else. <laughs> and I landed some spiritual blows on him, and he went away. But what happened to me a couple of days ago, it wasn't frightening, because I'm not frightened of demons anymore. Hey, everybody, I'm more frightened of God. Yes. Because God can do terrible things to you if you turn against him. Yes. I'm with him. I'm not frightened of the devil. But uh, I was sleeping in bed. I was tired. I went to bed early. Uh, as you know, uh, I am uh, recovering from cancer. And, uh, you know, I'm on no medication now, but the medication I have taken over the months uh, has left me a bit worn out, a bit, uh, you know, tired. So I go to bed early and I went to bed early and I was sleeping well. And uh, I always leave Christian radio on in the room all night. I listen to a uh, whatever's on there and I put it on and I listen to this stuff through the TV. Anyway... Uh, my wife come up to wake me up to see that I was all right. Perhaps it was just her thought that she was a bit worried about me. And she herself, she's got her arm in a sling. She's had an accident recently, so she's struggling. And she woke me up. And as I got out of bed, I turned around me and kneeling on the bed, and he had one elbow on the bed and his knees on the bed, was a man looked looked like an Adonis one of these wrestlers from ancient Greek. He was muscle-bound. He was bronze in colour. He had blonde hair. And he had a... Not, I don't know if it was a leotard or a pair of shorts on, but he was dressed like that. And he just looked at me. And he was staring over me. I could see he'd been there some time, and he was staring at me while I was asleep. So I turned around and faced him. And I said, if you were from God then you are welcome to stay. You are welcome. If you were from the devil, then leave straight away and never return. And he went straight away. He disappeared. So I realized for years I've been under attack. You see, there was a time in my life that I did everything to gratify Satan. And when you've been, if you like, worshipping Satan through your sin and you turn away from your sin, Satan's angry because he's lost you and you have turned to God. So I, I come under attack all the time. Satan has appeared for me before now saying he's going to kill me and I've always had to stand up for me. I don't worry about Satan. And you know... I worry, I worry about God. If you are experiencing no backlash from Satan, folks, you need to be worried because either he's not threatened by you or I or might have already bound you up. Think about that. If you are being attacked back, it's because you're hurting him. Any enemy will fire back in retaliation. But if he's got you, he'll just come and collect you later. He's going on to bigger targets. Uh, we want to we be on the devil's most wanted list. That means we are putting the enemy to flight. We're hurting him. We're either winning souls. We're setting captives free who he has captured. Laying hands on the sick recovery. We're doing the full gospel in other words. And so backlash will come. 
if you're on the right path for Jesus, doing what Jesus did. Believe me, if nothing is uh, happening to you, life is just rosy all the time, be worried, folks. Be worried. Amen. Because the devil probably already got you. Amen. And uh, there we are. Um, praise the Lord. Thank you for your testimony, my friend. And thank you, thank you for teaching us how to fight back and uh, to be aware of the wiles of the devil. Um, these programs are going to set many free. We praise the Lord Jesus Christ for this opportunity. Amen. Give him the praise. And uh, my friend, once again, thank you for this opportunity to be with you. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing you next week already. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. We love All you, right, brother. Can I, can I ring you during the week, Ray? I Absolutely. I'm going to share with you. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Okay. I'm back, well, and uh, the family was on the road for a few weeks. They're back, and uh, I got a couple of projects I need to get done, caught up. So, yes, sir, I'm here every day. It'll be an honor. Okay. All right. God Thank bless you, sir. You. Thank God you bless you, so brother much. Michael. Bye bye. Bye bye. Pastor Michael Cummins. Folks, we want to be hurting the enemy, putting a hurt on him in Jesus' name. And you know what? The devil needs to hurt. He's hurt some of you out there, killed some of your family like he's killed some of mine, took them out in body bags. That's why. I love the opportunity to get some payback. Show no mercy to the enemy. I'm talking about the enemy spirits. People, yes, we forgive. We look beyond their faults and see their needs, turn the other cheek. But when it comes to the devil, show the demons no mercy. Because if it wasn't for the mercy of God, you and I would already be dead. That's what these things come to do. Kill, steal, and destroy. And they do it with extreme uh, what's the word? Malice. They hate you. Why? Because you and I are created in the image of God. And why? Because we have a redemption plan through the Lord Jesus Christ. If we call the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we can be delivered. We can be saved. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior tonight, you need to get that settled tonight. Could be your last day. Above ground. Only the Lord knows. And when Spirit leaves your body, grace and mercy are off the table. That free gift that was made available through God sending his only begotten son, Jesus. That whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Why? Because he took your place and mine. On the execution stake, on the cross, he went for your sins and mine. He died for you and I. He rose again. He seated at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for you and I. And he's coming back to rule and reign as king. And we can have that pardon tonight by just doing what the Bible says. All who confess with their mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in the heart that God is raised from the dead shall be saved. It's that simple. It's that simple. Why wouldn't you want to do it today? Why wouldn't you want to confess your sins to the Lord because he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Why wouldn't you want to get his book, the Bible, Basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth, the King James Bible, and begin to read it every day. Learn about him. And have your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Why wouldn't you want to do that? Because the devil doesn't want you to. He wants you. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. His goal is to drag you and I to hell. 
That's the only way he can fight back is to try to destroy God's creation because he's, he's marked for death himself. His time's running out. So are his demons. And they want your time to run out of mine before we make a decision to go on for the Lord Jesus Christ. So do it today and then offer yourself up a living sacrifice to the Lord Jesus saying, Lord, you gave all. What can I do for you? Whatever time I got left, use me for the job that you need me to do. I go where you want me to go, do what you want me to do, say what you want me to say. That's the way we need to go out of here. Working for the Lord till he returns or he takes us home. Love you all folks. See you tonight, God willing, at 7 p.m. Eastern. Thank you for tuning in. Go to omegamanradio.com to contact me. Check out the uh, platforms out there. You can tune into the program. And if you haven't subscribed to YouTube yet, go ahead and do it. We need uh, to get 1,000 subscribers on our channel. So we can qualify for a little bit of partnership over there. Um, and we're about 300 shy right now. So help us out. Sign up over there and tell a friend about the program. Love you all, folks. God bless.